What is going on, everybody? I hope you're having a great day today. This is Alex from the Fresh Fantasy Podcast, and this is the 70th episode of Season 2. Today, we're here to talk Week 14 takeaways and Week 15 waiver wire. We have our top seven takeaways from Week 14 and our top 10 players for Week 15 waiver wire. How about it, though? Some of us in Week 15, heading into next week, are starting the beginning of our playoffs or maybe having a bye, while others of us are in the final week of the fantasy regular season. But no matter what, after this coming week, it will be the fantasy football semifinals in week 16, and that is insane. So most of the players and everything that we're going to get into today are all based around who is going to help you either this week or in the playoffs. There's no more just like hoping and praying. It's guys that have good matchups and you can get from the waiver wire that can actually add value to our team. And with all the COVID stuff going on, if you guys have been living under a rock, there's a lot of guys going on the COVID list, and those things are definitely going to play a factor in this week, and there's probably guys in this list that could end up on COVID. There could be guys before you even listen to this episode, as I'm recording this on Monday night before the actual game, that are going to be continued to add onto, a, onto the COVID list. Is on Monday, is that recording this before the 8 o'clock game, and there's been 37 new NFL players added to the COVID list. So there's definitely some things that could change around, but as of right now, these are the best 10 players that you can add to your team before we get on. But before we get into it, we have our top seven takeaways from week 14. Number one takeaway. This one hurts me because you guys know how much I love Antonio Gibson, but Antonio Gibson is game script dependent. He's averaged 9.6 fantasy points per game in losses, 15.1 points per game in wins. That is a big, big difference. Taysom Hill's a top eight QB in fantasy. 24-plus points in both starts. I'm not going to say anything extra because he might be on the waiver wire list. Same thing with Rashad Penny, who is a must-own player. We'll get into that in a little bit. 26 fantasy points this last week. It was absolutely ridiculous. We'll get into that. Most touches since 2019. Hunter Renfro is a top 15 wide receiver. 14-plus fantasy points in half PPR in five of the last six weeks. 22 fantasy points this week. He has been a man amongst boys, whether he looks like it or not. Hunter Renfro has been the man, little little poor man's Cooper Cup almost. So Hunter Renfro, top 15 wide receiver. Consistency has been there with or without Darren Waller. Justin Fields is a QB1. Takeaway number five, 19 plus fantasy points, three out of his last four starts. It's the same thing with Fields, the same thing with Taysom Hill, with Jalen Hurts, with all these guys that run the ball. Their running, running upside is just absolutely unbelievable so much that it helps their fantasy value. Um, Justin Fields is getting x-rays on his ribs. We'll we'll hear more back on that. But again, I think he's a QB1 when he's starting. He's just been ridiculous because of his rushing upside. Number, takeaway number six, A.J. Dillon is a running back one. He's outtouched Aaron Jones every week since week eight. Since week eight, we're heading into week 15, people. And he has outtouched Aaron Jones every week they've played together since week eight. That is insane. A.J. Dillon, I think, is the RB1, unfortunately. Aaron Jones only having eight touches last night, which just hurts to see. And again, some of you might be saying, oh, well, you know, like Aaron Jones was was injured. But Aaron Jones played two weeks ago against the Rams. Then he got an entire bye week plus most of last week, like two extra weeks to rest after he was healthy enough to play. I think he practiced fully all last week anyway. And A.J. Dillon was still clearly touching him. A.J. Dillon's been amazing. I'm not taking away anything from A.J. Dillon. I'm just saying that Aaron Jones is not the guy that we drafted to be that was averaging 19.7 touches a game last year. Aaron Jones is not averaging anything close to that this year, especially with A.J. Dillon kind of taking over this backfield late in the season. I don't blame them. It's cold weather. A.J. Dillon's 250 pounds. 
he runs like a man. I mean, an animal. And as Matthew Barry said, I mean, he's nicknamed the the Quad Father. AJ Dillon is everything, everything that he has shown to be, and then some. Oh, touched Aaron Jones every week since week eight. And finally, my last takeaway: even though Mark Andrews has officially passed Travis Kelsey in fantasy points, George Kittle is the tight end one in fantasy. He's led the NFL in routes run for four straight years which is absolutely ridiculous in himself. I know he blocks more than other players, but George Kittle has just been the clear focal point of the passing game, not Debo Samuel, not Brandon Ayuk, and George Kittle has had over 30 fantasy points in back-to-back weeks, 11-plus fantasy points in five out of the last six weeks. George Kittle has been ridiculous, has some nice matchups versus the Falcons, the Tennessee Titans, and the very lowly against tight ends, Houston Texans in championship week football. George Kittle, the tight end one down the stretch. With that being said, let's jump right into our week 15 waiver wire. Only guys that are going to be help you, helping you over the last couple weeks. And here is why. Led off by New Orleans QB, Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill is the highest owned player, or maybe second highest owned player on this entire list. But he said 24 plus fantasy points in both starts. I know that some of you are probably going to be yelling at your phone saying, well, Taysom Hill had a rushing touchdown to end the game last week, like when they were up by a lot. Well, it's fantasy. You know, there's so many big plays that happen. So if you're trying to take any points away from Hill because he made a big play at the end of the game, I wouldn't. Taysom Hill's had 18-plus fantasy points in all six of his career starts. He has solid matchups versus Tampa Bay and Miami Dolphins the next two weeks. I mean, similar to Jalen Hurts, just like we talked about in the takeaways. Russian QBs just have such high floors, and Taysom Hill's had 11-plus carries and 70-plus rush yards in each of his last two starts. That's the reason he's the number one pickup, because if you need a QB, he is the guy that you want on your team because of that rushing upside. And again, that's why we're talking about guys that are going to help your team. Taysom Hill is by far the number one QB you want to have on your team because of the rushing upside and what he does with those legs. Number two pickup of this week, Seattle running back Rashad Penny. As we said in the takeaways, rushed 16 times for 137 yards and two touchdowns against the Texans. Penny also caught one pass for one yard, but he had a season-high 57% of the snaps a season-high 17 touches, and career highs in rushing yards with 137 and two touchdowns. I know it was against the Texans, but this is what we've been seeing from Rashad Penny when he's been on the field. This year, maybe not so much, but before he's had all these injuries, and we've seen a guy that's very explosive, obviously could not stay healthy to save his life, literally. But Rashad Penny showing explosion, and he's playing with Alex Collins, DJ Dallas, and Travis Homer. We've never seen those guys be great for any extended stretch. And Pete Carroll said that he's going to ride with the guy that's playing the best. And right now that's Penny. And Penny could legitimately help people do really well in the playoffs. I mean, he doesn't have amazing matchups the next couple weeks with the Rams and the Bears. Rams are really tough. Bears are middle of the pack. But in week 17, when all of your money is on the line, hoping you get there, Rashad Penny plays the Detroit Lions. Third most fantasy points given up two running backs this season. That could be a number of the week similar to this against Houston. Rashad Penny is an absolute must-add. Another guy that's a must-add, Carolina wide receiver Robbie Anderson. And that is because DJ Moore is a hamstring strain, likely to be out multiple weeks and could miss fantasy championship week in week 17. And with DJ Moore hurting his hamstring, Robbie Anderson had a season-high 12 targets, a season-high 7 catches, and a season-high 84 yards. Week 15, he's got the he's got the Buffalo Bills without Tredavious White. Not really a great matchup, but week 16, he's a solid matchup against the Tampa Bay Bucks. And then week 17, 
He plays the New Orleans Saints, fourth most points given up to wide receivers this season, sixth most points given up over the last five weeks, and that is championship week. Again, Robbie Anderson is the clear wide receiver one for this team. Terrace Marshall was the wide receiver three or Brandon Zilstra. And I mean, those guys were borderline inactive earlier in the season. Robbie Anderson is the clear starter. The big problem is their QBs. Is it Cam Newton? Is it PJ Walker? Can either of them support Robbie Anderson? Uh, we don't we don't really know. But Robbie Anderson getting the volume without DJ Moore, the clear wide receiver one. Volume is king, and he's got a couple nice matchups over the next couple weeks. He is definitely a big add. And you guys know this wouldn't be the Fresh Fantasy Podcast without mentioning Devontae Parker. If you've been listening, I'll make this super quick because I know you guys are all tired of me talking about him. But it's my last call for him. He's still not owned in enough leagues, barely over 50% of leagues. Seven plus targets, five out of six games. Came back after missing five games, put up five for five targets and 62 yards um, in week 13. By week, last week, but plays the New York Jets, who are top five in most points given up the last few weeks. The New Orleans Saints in week 16 semifinals, fifth most points given up, sixth most over the last five weeks. And then in championship week, he plays the Tennessee Titans, single most points given up to wide receivers in championship week. Devontae Parker is a must-have. I will not say anything further than that. But sticking with the Dolphins, Tuatungo Vailoa also is a wonderful player to pick up. If you don't want Taysom Hill or if Taysom Hill is not available, Two was owned in a lot less leagues, only about 30% of leagues right now. And he has three green matchups to finish the season, which are top 10 in most points given up. Week 15, he has the Jets, 10th most points given up to wide to quarterbacks. Top five in most points given up over the last five weeks. Week 16, he plays the Saints, fifth most points given up to quarterbacks, single most points given up to quarterbacks over the last five weeks. That is pending the Zach Wilson numbers, but they've been ridiculously bad versus QBs. And in championship week, he plays the Tennessee Titans, third most points given up to QBs. And Tua Tungavailoa, in the three matchups he played versus teams that have given up the top 10 most points, he's averaged 19.8 fantasy points per game in those matchups. That is just three games, a small sample size, but something to note. Great matchups all around and a wonderful waiver wire pickup. And finally, because the whole waiver wire episode is basically the Miami Dolphins, the Miami Dolphins defense slash special teams only owned in about 30% of leagues. Once again, playing the Jets in week 15, fifth most points given up to defenses this year in fantasy. I'm going to have one of these defenses every week. I'm going to try to find the best playoff defense for you guys by next week, the best week 16, 17, all that. We'll get into that because, again, it's only three weeks left in fantasy season. But the defense you want to be picking up this week is the Miami Dolphins playing the Jets, fifth most points given up to defenses. Number seven pickup this week, Amon Ross St. Brown. It's crazy. I faded him, and I was wrong. 12-plus targets the last two weeks, 8-plus catches the last two weeks, and 73-plus yards. This week, against Denver, when I faded him, he had 12 targets, 8 catches, 73 yards in a very tough matchup. It helps for him, obviously with TJ Hawkinson missing the game and DeAndre Swift hopeful for these next weeks. They're both considered day-to-day, but again, with this Lions team having one win all season in 13 games now, doesn't doesn't really help their chances to be playing a little bit. So um, they could definitely miss the game, and that boosts Amon Ra St. Brown tremendously. 12-plus targets the last two weeks. That kind of volume is insane. Matchups aren't the best, 
is Arizona, which is a red matchup, 22nd most points given up to, to wide receivers in week 15. Week 16 is an awesome matchup against the Atlanta Falcons, 7th most points given up to wide receivers. And then week 17, he has the Seattle Seahawks, 26th most points given up to wide receivers. Not good. But if Hawkinson and Swift continue to miss games, Amon Ross St. Brown will continue to produce, and that volume will definitely be there. And sticking with the Lions, we have Craig Reynolds, who some of you may have never heard of at this point, and I had never heard of going into Sunday. But Adam Schefter said that he would be a part of the Lions backfield committee. And not only was he a part of the committee, but he had the first carry of the year as a career undrafted free agent with three career touches. He's in his third year, two career touches, excuse me. But he had the most carries out of all Lions running backs, had the first carry. And those carries went 11 carries for 83 yards, which is great. Two catches for 16 yards through the air. It was not Jamar Jefferson or former XFL super freak safety, Godwin Igwebuke, if I said that right. Swift could definitely be back, but he's also a reported IR candidate. So we really don't know what's going to happen. Jamal Williams with COVID could miss more time. And the reason that Craig Reynolds is on this list is because he could be the Detroit Lions starting running back. Yippee. But the matchups that he could have are absolutely awesome. Plays Arizona, which is middle of the pack in week 15. But in the real fantasy playoff semifinals and finals, he plays the Atlanta Falcons in week 16, seventh most points given up to running backs this season. And then in championship week, he plays the Seattle Seahawks, second most points given up to running backs. Craig Reynolds is very interesting for that reason and a guy that has big potential if they continue to hold Swift and maybe Jamal Williams out. My number nine pickup, because we need a tight end on here. I'm not going to leave you guys with a tight end. And unfortunately, they're not a really great tight Not a lot of really great tight ends. But I think Ricky Seals-Jones is by far the best option that you can get out there for tight ends that has big potential. So this week, after missing three games, he only had four targets, one catch for eight yards in his first game back. I know. Yippee. But he plays the Philadelphia Eagles, who have given up the single most points to tight ends this year in both weeks 15 and 17. There's three weeks left in the fantasy season, and he plays the team that has given up the single most points in two of the next three weeks. He did run less routes than John Bates, but over the last two seasons, we've seen nothing but two straight years of a single tight end getting all the snaps and all the routes. We've seen nothing but that this season up until this week. I expect Ricky Seals-Jones to retain that big role of where he's probably over 90% of the snaps. And when you combine that with playing the Eagles, who have given the single most points in week 15 and 17, and like I said, it's been two straight years of this single tight end dominating the role. This week was an outlier. I'm going to bid on history. And if I'm wrong, I apologize. But either way, I'm still willing to take him playing the team, single most points given up in two of the next three weeks. That is in the week in your quarterfinals or last week of the regular season and championship week. You have to buy something like that. I don't think there's any other tight end out there that has close to as good of matchups. And then finally, because you know I love our Dolphins, and the Dolphins have been dealing with a lot of COVID issues. My last pickup is more of a speculative pickup and a potential very sneaky pickup that could be good for this week only. And that is Miami practice squad running back Duke Johnson. You all probably know who Duke Johnson is, but what you might not realize is that the Dolphins' top three running backs um, sorry, excuse me, Miles Gaskin, Salvon Ahmed, Philip Lindsay are all on COVID. 
they could play. They're all vaccinated, but we've seen players that get on put on the COVID list usually end up missing their next game. Gaskin missed last week, but again, it's going to be tough for him to clear protocols this week. We'll see. And then also, their running backs four and five, <laughs> Patrick Laird and Malcolm Brown, are on IR. So five running backs could all miss this week. And if all five of those running backs happen to miss this week, which is a real possibility, Duke Johnson is probably the guy that's going to take over playing for the practice squad. And why on earth would we be playing Duke Johnson? Well, they play the New York Jets. And for you podcast listeners that are listening to the Fresh Fantasy podcast every week, you guys already know that playing the Jets, who have given up the single most points to running backs this season and over the last five weeks, whatever running back is playing the Jets has huge potential. So if Miles Gaskin doesn't play and if one of these other guys gets off COVID, COVID, grab them. But Duke Johnson is 100% worth an ad if you have someone on your bench that is not going to play for your team or you have an extra spot or something like that. Because if he plays the Jets and he's the workhorse, Duke Johnson is going to put up numbers just like every other fantasy running back has over the last five weeks and the entire fantasy season. That is it. It's probably our longest waiver episode of the season this week, which is pretty awesome. But again, a lot of stuff to go through, and we're here to prep you for the playoffs. These last two episodes after this might be a little bit longer. Um, I don't know how much we'll do the takeaways. I mean, might, we'll, we'll keep with the takeaways. I mean, they're very quick, um, especially with the last two weeks left. We'll throw them at you. You can take them for what you want. But the biggest things are these waivers. We'll continue to give them over the last five weeks, so I appreciate all of your support. Appreciate all you listening, and I will continue to try to bring you the best possible content, especially when fantasy playoffs are on the line. But that is it. Thank you so much again for listening. I appreciate all you guys so much. And as always, please leave a review. You guys already know what to do, and I hope you all have a great rest of your day.